welcome to this BJCM podcast and it links to a previous podcast where we talked about elite team screening um, at the beginning of the season. And this one is specifically about what happens during the season when the players are busy and uh, they don't have very much time for you as a clinician to re-evaluate them. But clearly you want to keep on top of injury prevention during the season. So clinicians listening to this will be aware of that uh, tension. And we have two fantastic experienced guests. One is Stane Vanderbrooken, who works with Moscow Dynamo, and he was with West Ham previously and is really renowned for his functional training and his focus on getting players to move as part of their, their training, very exercise-based. And we have Rob Swire, who is from Manchester United, and tells us he has a 22-year history there, so a great asset for Manchester United. So, gentlemen, um, if we're talking about now during the season, you're very busy and uh, there's a lot of other injury maintenance going on. If we start with uh, Stain, how do you allocate and even find time for prevention you know, during the season? It originates of your initial screening in the beginning of the season that you highlight some points that you have to keep maintaining. Of course, you do a main uh, continuous screening. Uh, with a diary, you keep track of the daily um, feelings, little knocks, problems, feelings. Um, and from that point, in combination with all the other data, and specialist, coaching team, doctor, and the player, of course, you create your um, prevention programs. And with a diary, just for listeners, you this is an iPad? Uh... Yes, and we use it. Um, one member of staff goes physically to each player when he arrives at the training ground. And he fills in five questions. Yes, how did he sleep? Uh, does he have pain? And so on and so on. And from that point, we create historical data. It creates an environment of professionalism, again, that um, gives you, as a physio or a fitness coach or a doctor, the opportunity to reflect um, about your data <coughs> and act upon. Communicate with the player, with the fitness coach. Take it to the coach or don't take it to the coach. Pull out somebody from training or do some different work. Rob, during the season, what do you do? As much as we can, with great difficulty. The, I think the important thing, if anybody out there is listening to, to this and is they're trying to do a similar sort of thing in their setup and finding problems and difficulties, it's exactly the same everywhere. We have tremendous difficulty in carrying out ongoing screening throughout the, throughout the year and keeping on top of injury prevention programmes. That's standard, and if you're stuck with that, don't worry about it, because we've got exactly the same at Manchester United. Always have done, and I'm sure we always will. You, you start off the season with a great master plan of what you're wanting to do. We've never had a master plan yet that works or goes anywhere near to what, it, what it's supposed to, but you just try your best, you keep working at it. It's very important that you work with your colleagues within the, within the club, within your physiotherapy team, with the club doctor, with the sports scientists, with the coaches, with the manager. You'll only get anywhere if you work together in a coordinated manner. We've always been very good at that at Manchester United, I think, which is one of our strengths. And um, I'm sure that will continue in the future as well. But uh, you just have to keep working very much as a team uh, behind it and have a, a unified front to the players so that they get the confidence that everybody here knows what they're doing that's dealing with me. And they're, they're going to have the confidence to go along with the advice and then you try and do as best you can with this, uh, the screening, the uh, injury prevention work, which is very closely related to performance enhancement. The, the two go together. You can't do one without the other. 
you'll never improve your performance if you're injured. So uh, you've got to do that. But if you do do all your injury prevention work, you will perform better as well. So the, the two are the same, really, they're synonymous. Um, you have to work very closely with these strength and conditioning coaches and fitness coaches. You're both mutually beneficial, but you do have to work together. Sometimes you can overload at times, you need to pull back a bit. Sometimes you, you're trying to pull back too much, you need to push on more. You, the players have to adapt, and in order to adapt, they've got to be overloaded. But you can't too much overload. So it's a very difficult coordinated pattern, and there's no magic wand, there's no perfect solution to it. And it's a battle, it's a constant battle, and it always will be. You just have to keep at it, do the best you can. Now, you both told me that you use GPS, so not everyone's doing that. Um, let's just hear how you do it in each setting, and folks can think about whether they can access it in their own um, team. So uh, we start with you on the GPS, Rob. Yeah, we've been using it for several years now. It's, um, I think when you first use it, everybody will be the same. There's lots of numbers there. You're not sure what you're doing with it. I think you just have to put it in place and watch and observe for a while and see what comes up with it. Now, our sports science will deal with it from the fit player's point of view, and I'm more than happy to leave it to them because it's a very complex area. So they'll work towards trying to get the best out of each player. Um, you've got the, It's a team situation, obviously, so everybody will go out there do the same sort of training. And the GPS data will give you the feedback along with heart rate data and other factors that you, you measure to know um, what a particular player has done that day and if it's what they're supposed to have done. And then um, following on from that, if a player needs additional work, then they can try and get that additional work on top of what the team has done. Because whatever the team do, it won't be suitable for 25 players. Everybody has to be looked at individually, but the coach will look at the group primarily. In terms of performance enhancement and, to and monitoring of the total load, the sports science department will do that and I'll, I'm happy to leave them to it. From a physiotherapy perspective and rehab perspective, we'll take it very much individualised that uh, what the player does in training is basically our target for rehab. So when they're coming back in the end stages of the rehab, they need to be doing, well at least, but more, but usually considerably more than what they do in training to make sure they're robust enough to go back and they'll need to do that for a few days and as long as they're robust enough they can do that without any problems then you're more confident to put them into training and I think it's important that they do a bit more when they're injured because you cannot replicate team training um, in any sort of environment if you've uh, we've often just got one player injured maybe do it at that level so they that stage of their rehab so you're running them up and down you're doing them all the, the ball drills everything there that you can do but they haven't got anybody else around them. Or they might have one or two others, but you're never going to have 10 injured players doing the same thing. So the, you cannot replicate uh, the quality of the ball work and the technical work until they go back to training. But you can try and replicate the physical load, which the, um, uh, the GPS data will give you for that individual player. It is very individualised. You can't try and have a generic sort of target for players. You have to be very individual on that. Alex, use GPS in an interesting way. Tell us about that. We, we use GPS in the live feed. So we can... Um, it's more the fitness coach's uh, job because it's, it's really... You have a lot of variables to read the variables right. But um, in a football team, like I said before to Rob, the, the coach is probably the biggest risk factor. If you undercook or overcook a player, you become in a danger zone. So that's why we use uh, GPS on... As a physio, we use the GPS to show the manager as a communicative tool. 
he needs more or he needs less or be careful you're going to kill him um, no it's an easy session be careful you're going to kill him what I personally use GPS more for is in the rehab also same like Mr. Swire but then we I go one step further and um, because the big problem um, in rehabbing players I think is the transition from the gym to the integration of the team and um, like you said, if you only have one injured player, if it's an important player for me, I will get under 21s or 21 players and will make a session on the pitch completely um, produced for that one player and his specific problem. So we still have five, six, seven players who do exercises to improve the reintegration of that one player in the group. It depends on the coach again. If the coach is open to reintroduce the player in training little by little and very very well think of it's not a problem but usually coaches don't like injured players to be, get involved in training so that's why I use GPS data to um, see if the training gets closer to the game situations and we have got this underlying theme about technology helping you in computer software systems and uh, we've talked about Spartanova on the previous podcast and it's a software that's designed to help clinicians in this setting so um, how do you use the Spartanova program during the season? Well, every player has his individual profile, has his individual prevention work, has his individual uh, training, uh, diaries, everything. So last year I worked in a football club, Anji Mahashkala. It's the most travelling team in the world. And it was really a supportive tool for me because I had no training ground. We were all, my training ground was the plane. We were always on the plane. I did treatments on the plane. So um, I needed uh, something that reminded me of back, going back to the basics. So all the exercises, the Spartanova, if you cut it in a big puzzle, every piece of the puzzle is evidence-based. So it really helps you in um, the medical and sports science uh, department. Okay. And then um, specifically, just you put in which data during the season? So if someone's thinking... So every day you use your diary? Right. So every, every day somebody asks you five questions about the training of before on the night in your personal life. One time a week you get pumped. It's like uh, questions about your emotional state. Um, and it just adds up. You, you have a tool to um, injury timeline. Yes, you can put all your non-injuries like micro injuries, complaints, you can put it all in the system and you, you keep track of, oh, he had three times stiff hamstring. It's not an injury. Stiff hamstring, okay, I have to have, to have a look at it. Yeah? Because otherwise you have too much on your head, too much on your mind, and you, you, you lose too much. So it's really supportive in, the, in what you do. Yeah, we're slightly different in that we've um, developed our, our own um, medical and sports science database, which has been there for three or four years now. And we've invested a lot of time and money into that, so we, we're staying with that for the primary medical uh, tracking system and um, record-keeping system. So we're using the uh, Spartanova for the uh, injury prevention and um, athletic development type side. So um, that's as, as we were talking previously on that. And during the season, it does flag at-risk players, though, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're not using the daily monitoring within the Spartanova. We use the daily monitoring in, in this other package 
for because you know, we're already using it there. We want the consistency of it, and somebody's basing a PhD on it, so it wouldn't be right to take all that data out and start it in a different way. Yeah. It needs to be you know, the continuity for that. Um, so we we just use it on the injury uh, prevention. And that's perfect for this podcast because we're making the point that uh, there's a you need to have daily data collection and there are ways of doing it and Manchester's um, doing it one way and this PhD will be interesting and um, at Moscow Dynamo they're using Spartanova to do that so we've got a bespoke as they like to say in the UK a customised Manchester United one and then we've got the Spartanova one um, with um, Moscow Dynamo and uh, that's we hear about the principles in BJSM and I think the listeners can appreciate that um, the regular monitoring can be helpful and something that will flag who's at risk. And there's also a company um, that I know of called uh, Neural Networks mm-hmm. that gives data back to teams um, if they're at risk. But for example, Spartanova, I think it's Spartanova is different in every football club. You modify it, you tune it to what you need and what you want because every football club has a history, has IDs, has physios, osteopaths, whatever. So it's, it's, it's a very flexible it's system. It's a very flexible yeah. system. Great. Okay, gents, we'll look, um, we'll leave it there and let you get back to Leaders in Performance, an interesting conference I'm sure you've enjoyed. It's nice to look over the Chelsea Football Club uh, ground as we do this podcast and I uh, hope our BJCM listeners uh, enjoy it. I'm sure they will appreciate having had insight from Manchester United and from West Ham previously, Moscow Dynamo. Between the two of you, over 40 years of experience at the top level um, of helping athletes perform well and be injury free which is the mandate of BJSM. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.